Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast, where myself and my guests are going to share the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life. And today, I am very excited to have, may I say, Dr. Raquel Rubin. All right. And let me share just a little bit about her before I turn you over to her so that you can just benefit from her wisdom and insights. So Dr. Raquel Rubin is a bilingual former dentist, dental office owner, and military officer, and now is a speaker and a consultant who has been in different leadership positions, survived hurricanes, Irma and Maria, And while she was in Puerto Rico, also when the earthquake shook the island. So, you you know, when it comes to volatile weather, she has been through it. So while working as a dentist, she juggled her dental practice at the same time she had her mom in the hospital and was told that her mom was going to remain in a coma and under dialysis for the rest of her life. So ladies, you know when you're trying to keep everything floating on the professional side and something comes to yank the rug under you on the personal side, that is what she was going through. So Raquel allows her to undergo the traditional healthcare, her mom. At the same time, she decided to do everything possible for her mom to be able to get better, get walking again, and get out of dialysis. So she kept trying new things until she succeeded. And the secret sauce was that she didn't allow limiting beliefs. My opinion, those are the lies that you tell yourself. She didn't allow the limiting beliefs of others or those perceived as the authority to dictate what was possible or not. And especially in medical situations, sometimes you have to listen to your own best wisdom. So Dr. Raquel, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am delighted to be here with you and you. My pleasure. So let me ask, can you just give a little bit of your background about what got you from where you are to where you are today? I think the audience would love to know more about you. I remember when I was a little girl that I wanted to write a book. However, I also love art and science. So I went on the career pathway of dentistry. That got me in that, in that pathway. And it's a, a profession that I love it dearly. However, when I was with mom at the hospital, I was sometimes asking myself, how can I do more, be more, have more, inspire people more? Because I was, I realized, I was aware that I was in one of those pivotal moments that is you either go north or south and the mindset that you have will do a whole different new world, will take you to a a whole new, new different world. And I decided 
that I wanted to share was I what I was already listening, learning, because before of that, I have been in the pathway of self-development. And at the beginning, I, start to, I started to do it for me. Then I started to share with my patients. And then it started to happen something very weird. At the end of the day, when I was ready to get out of the office, I, re- I saw a lot of people at the fr- front desk at the reception. And I was like, all these people, I already treat them. Why are they there? Oh, they want to speak with you. Mm. But I already treat them. No, no, they have personal stuff. They want to talk with you. Okay. So what it was (laughs) that you were sharing. So if I hear you correctly, then what it is that you learned for yourself, what you started incorporating into yourself, then started radiating out and it started radiating towards their patients. So what you're putting out, they're picking up and they're saying, hey, I'm hanging around. I want more. Yeah, it, it, it was amazing. And that was before I decided to wrote a book that I have with, a, with another colleague because we decided to put, to put our knowledge at the service of others. And the, the inspiration, the spark of the inspiration came from the patients because they were like, oh, when you were treating me, you said so-and-so. I want you to tell me more about that. Okay. All right. And it, it, it was something that it started to change me and to change my patients. And, and I am grateful that I was vulnerable enough to share with my patients the knowledge that I was getting into because sometimes because um, doctors don't want to cross the line about what is professional or what it is not professional, Mm -hmm. they don't have certain conversation. They limit themselves only to the diagnostic, the history, or the scientific part. Mm-hmm. And our patients need us complete. A more holistic approach. A more holistic, thank you. A gotcha. more holistic approach that because after all, they need to feel that we care more than only their health, only their issue at hand. So they're not being labeled just as a patient. You're seeing them as more than that. Yes. Um, So it's seeing them as a human being, any human human being with potential. I love that. Yeah. So let let me ask you, you know, that the theme of the podcast is to success, you know, creating more success with less sacrifice and everybody defines success differently. So Raquel, if you were in the dictionary, we had your beautiful picture there and there was a definition of success, your definition of success next to it. What would that say? How do you define success for you? For me, success is living in my own terms, defining, allowing myself permission to define success for me because not everybody allow themselves to do that. They Mm -hmm. adopt the the definitions of society or someone else. And be able to do what I love, however 
being aware that sometimes in order to be able to do what you love, first you need to love what you are doing because it's the process. It is. It is absolutely. And I know it sounds cliche, you know, find something you love to do and you never have to work another day in your life. I don't know if it's not, you know, ever another day in your life, but it really makes an impact. It really makes a difference when you care about what it is that you're doing. Yes. When you have your big why that will lead you to a whole new different mindset because you are you are going to be able to get a strength in those moments that circumstances are are looking like they are against you. Mm-hmm. So going back to your big why, and I'd be curious, what is your big why for what it is that you do? I deeply believe that the secret to transform your life is to transform your mind. I have seen people that we could say have everything. Yeah. Everything that all the people define as success. However, they don't have the mindset. And sometimes they they suicide. And sometimes they don't take their life in a way as a suicide, but they go into behavior that sickens them. Yes. So for me, it is important if I can do anything to give others the desire to keep going, the putting them the seed that another life is possible, Mm. that they are more than than the circumstances they are going through mm-hmm. for me that is important because i have i have met people that have going to through different la- challenges and maybe i was unaware when i was talking to them and years after they said you know because of you i didn't commit suicide or because of you i decide so and so And And sometimes we never know, you know, sometimes we find out, you know, in the future, sometimes we never know, but it sounds like, you know, the big why is planting that seed of potential in people and, and opening the door and, and helping them to walk through it, to see what's on the other side of it, to see what, what is out there for them. And I know that, you know, you mentioned suicide, this time of year is a hard time of year for a lot of people especially what we've gone through in the past two years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'll never, so suicide is something that's in my background as well. When I was 14, my father committed suicide. It wasn't around the holidays. It was actually in the summertime. And, you know, it is really hard for the people who are left to pick up the pieces, one, to be able to pick up the pieces, but two, to be able to understand that. And so, you you know, why the decision was made. And, you know, it can be, it can be a hard, hard process and a long-term process to get through. So, you know, I certainly identify that and my heart goes out to anybody who's experienced that. And thank you for what you do to help shift perspective in, in others. And I'm curious from you, how did you discover your big why? How did it come to you? 
because there are people out there who don't, they don't know what their why is. I, before I even been a dentist, I remember from very little girl that I, I always wanted to be like trying to make the adults that were around me that they were happy. But there are people that try their, to make people happy, like making them laugh. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to, to change their perspective. I wasn't aware of what I was doing. Okay. As a little girl. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't aware. And, and it took me some time to put the pieces together that how I have been doing this in some way or the other with different people, you know, like I already have the audience. It wasn't through a podcast and it wasn't at a global uh, setup, but I was doing my best to inspire the people around me to keep going. Okay. And, and now every time I remember before I wrote the book, I remember that it, it amazes me. Some people that have, for example, have taken very huge risks to arrive to the United States. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then, they get a job that they hate. Yes. And then you said, well, look for, for options and change it. And they are scared to, the, to change it. Right. And I was like, you have done something that, that is really amazing. You know, like for you to be able to be here, you have done a lot of things that some people will never, ever understand. And then you get stuck because you are afraid to lose something that you didn't even like it. And I think in some way or the other, we are all like that. We arrive to some comfort zone. Yep. And we get comfort with the discomfort. <laughs> We get comfortable with the, with the discomfort. Yes. And yeah. then it becomes our normal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really sad. Not that we are on that situation. What I consider sad is that we are unwilling to recognize that that is a possibility. Gotcha. Because at the moment that at least you realize that could be a possibility, oh, then you could do something. Yes. Yes. You considering considering other possibilities, being curious about it, being open about it, instead of letting the fear rule you and keep you stuck where you are. You know, that's why they say misery loves company is because <laughs> yeah. people are so miserable, but it's scarier to change, you know, that because it's it's fear of the unknown. And so they yeah. stay where they're at and and just get used to the to the misery. So you know, I, I love that. Let me, let me ask you, because you're a busy woman, you know, you've got a lot going on with your business. What is it that you protect at all costs? What are you not willing to sacrifice you yourself for the sake of your business and the energy and the time that you put into that? What do you um, protect? 
I protect my mindset. Okay. I, pro I protect my mindset like the most valuable asset okay. that I have. I am very mindful of what gets into my mind. Mm -hmm. I am very mindful of my first hours of the day. I am very disciplined on the things I do mm -hmm. in order to put in my mind seeds that will flourish eventually. Mm -hmm. And, 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 that, and seeds I, don't sprout up overnight. They take time. Yeah. They take nurturing, right? So I love that you said that. So I take time with that. Um, Can you tell me about what you do in the morning? What okay. is your process? Because okay. I think you may be able to share some ideas with the listeners about things that they could do. Maybe it's not the entire process, but it could be pieces of it. Okay. I have, I have one. One journal that I write some daily affirmations and I write it with my hand because okay. there are there are research, there is research about the connection in your mind when you are writing. Yes, so, instead of typing. Exactly. Yeah, so when I, you write it means more. I write those affirmations at the first, at the very first things in the morning. I do that. And I am, I also do, I have a grateful gratitude journal. Okay. For me, focusing my mind in what I am grateful for is like you developing a powerful muscle because there are moments in your life that you could feel like, oh, I have a lot of reasons to be grateful for. <laughs> but there are moments that are not like that. Oh, yes. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> gratitude is easy and sometimes it's really hard. But when you have been working on that very mindfully, very consciously, then you are able to go to that habit. And, and for me, that habit is a, a very, very important one because it's make, it makes a whole difference. I also love to look at nature because I learned a lot from nature. You know, the stars don't compete with each other. No, they don't. The moon, the moon is there and sometimes it looks like it is incomplete, but she knows she's complete. Yes. Yeah. She has the dark side, like we all have mm -hmm. and at the if we embrace that we have what i call the two sides of the coin we are able to to work without with our shadow the son knows that he will go out next day yeah and he knows that he's the son even if for some reason there are too much clouds and you can see it and you can feel it yes so the nature teach me so much and i remember the day of the earthquake that was very early in the morning in the afternoon i remember i was looking at two cats and they were so at ease mm. they were so peaceful they were 
trust thing that in some way things will work out. And we are supposed to be the smartest <laughs> species in the world. And I was thinking, how, how they look so calm. It's like if they know something that we are unaware or that we forget in the process. So I better pay more attention to them because they have to a lot to teach me. And I think that is also important that you open yourself to learn from people or from a species or for things that you may consider that are not as smart as you. Right. Because, because the most powerful lesson could be hidden in plain sight. Yes. And it, you know, and it's interesting that you, that you bring that up. I mean, just thinking about, you know, what they say about the bumblebee, it should not be able to fly considering, you know, how it's built and, and look at the butterflies, you know, the, the monarchs are up here in the summer and, you know, end of summer, they they're there and they're just kind of flitting around. They don't really seem to have any pattern, but oh my goodness, they make it down to South America, you know, just kind of flitting around and they make it all the way down there. So there are definitely lessons to be learned by nature. I'm curious, are there some big professional or life lessons that you've learned along the way? Is there maybe, you know, is there one big one that comes to you right now that you'd be willing to share with the audience? Oh, yes. There to be vulnerable mm. and ask for support. Love it. Being I vulnerable, think, being open, being willing to go there, being willing yeah. to let people see who you are, even in that moment. And it's interesting, you've used vulnerability a couple of times. You, you mentioned it also with your patients, being vulnerable enough to go there with them, to look at them in a holistic framework look at them as a human being, approach and treat them from that perspective. Yes, I think sometimes we are raised that like to do everything for ourselves. In some cultures, being asking for help is look like if you are going to be a, a charge for some other people, you know, and being willing to say, you know, I think I need support here. Mm -hmm. I think I, I could learn from other people to do it faster, smartest, more effective. And then you give yourself permission to grow. You do. You do. When you're that open and are willing to explore the truth about yourself, where you're at, and not hide it from the world anymore when you trust the process and the people around you to help. Because I know when I was in corporate and, and you know, I hit the wall, nobody could know that I was suffering. Nobody could know that I didn't have it all figured out because it's like, well, then what will they think of me? But you know, you're expending a lot of energy when you're suffering and you're expending even more energy when you're trying to hide it from everyone around you and telling yourself, oh, I'm a strong person. I just need to power through it. So, you know, 
that is a that is a huge, huge lesson. So let me also ask you, as our time winds up here today, how can the listeners find you? How can they get in touch with you and learn more about you and what it is that you do? They could contact me through LinkedIn. Okay. I also and in the have- show notes, I'll make sure that we have your LinkedIn URL Thank as well. You. Yes. And, and I also have a Facebook page that has some some quotes in English, like in the at the middle of the day at noon in Puerto Rico. But in on LinkedIn they or on Instagram I also post and I have a YouTube channel. Okay. That they can is with the name that Dr. Raquel Rubin and they can See my thanks to the magic of technology, they can translate to English or whatever language they want. So I have been doing an experiment with videos of reacting, talking about all the lockdown one day after other. Like everything I have been learning each day, I report next day to the to those who who wants to learn some more and I have been, I have, yes, I have been using this opportunity to grow myself and to share with others that want to grow also. Nice. And would you share one of your favorite quotes? Would you share it in English? And then would you share it in Spanish? We are what we consistently, consistently do. We are what we consistently do. Mm -hmm. Then excellence is a matter of of habit. I think this that is from Aristotle. I didn't say it correctly. We are what we consistently do. Therefore, excellence is a nice. And how would you say it in your language? Somos lo que hacemos consistentemente. Así que la excelencia. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Raquel, for being here today. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your time and talents with me and the audience of the Getting the Clarity podcast. It has just been a privilege to get to know you better. And for all of you out there listening, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to reach out to Dr. Raquel, We'll have all of our contact information in the show notes. And until the next time, here is wishing all of you the clarity that you deserve. Be well, be good to yourself and have a really great day. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.